0: If you remain risen in body or in spirit, we're going to open up the Holy Scriptures to Genesis chapter 18 today, starting in the first verse. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, "'My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant.'" Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread, that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it, then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared, and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, "Where is your wife Sarah?" and he said, He's, "She's there in the tent." and then one said, "I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife Sarah shall have a son." Now Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, oh, yes, you did laugh. Christ is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Pastor Aaron made a promise that we had to be done in time for football. And so my commitment to you is this sermon will be over by three o'clock so I can make the Chiefs game (laughs) on TV. I can't go in person. The rest of you, I don't really care what game you want to watch. (laughs) Today we finish our You're Invited series with the, the subject of hospitality. And it's a, it's a great moment to talk about this because we do have Western days coming up where we're flinging our doors open and inviting people to come and just be a part of who we are and we make them feel welcome. So I wonder if you'll do something for me. Take a moment and think of one of the most comfortable or welcoming experiences you've ever had. And it's fine if you want to close your eyes. I'll give you some prompts. Maybe, uh, maybe it was a great bed and breakfast you went to, and the food was great, and, and the room was just right, and the, the bed was turned down, and the temperature was perfect. Or maybe like Pastor Aaron, he's at a family reunion this weekend. Hopefully when he got there, he felt pretty welcome, like maybe one of the princes of the family coming to be greeted by everyone. <laughs> For me, I think about, you know, last week I worked a couple of really long days, I came home late, and all three of my little kids who are still at home came running to me at the front door so fast that they crashed into each other and slid right into me. But that makes me feel pretty welcome at home. In our story today, we meet Abraham sitting outside his tent in the heat of the day, trying to get a little breeze, sitting under the shade of these large oak trees in ancient Palestine. Palestine. We see these three strangers come up in the distance. We're not told who they are immediately, but we find out that one of them is Yahweh, God in the flesh. Perhaps Jesus appearing prior to his incarnation. We also find out the two others are messengers of God on a journey. But in this moment, in the heat of the day, Abraham spots them coming somewhere in the distance. And he jumps up and runs to them, happy to see these visitors I wonder how many of you will be happy when you're in the middle of your football game and the doorbell rings. Are you excited about that? Are you looking forward to being interrupted? I know I won't be. Yeah, Abraham here, sitting, trying to cool off in the heat of the day, sees these strangers coming to him, and he leaps up and runs toward them. Does that sound familiar? It should sound a little bit like the prodigal son, the story Jesus tells in the Gospel of Luke where the father jumps up and runs to his son in the distance. And although Abraham says he'll provide a little bit of water and a little bit of bread for their journey, surely he has a sense of humor, right? Because he goes way out of proportion. It's not just a little water and a little bread. He has Sarah make every man his own loaf of bread, and he slaughters an entire calf and starts to cook it. Now, you can imagine this isn't some quick spot of tea, right? This is a whole-day event where he has decided to greet these people in the shade of his tree and serve them all day and make conversation and make them feel welcome. Now, there are a couple things I want you to notice about hospitality that come from this story. And the first is, in order to have hospitality, we have to have gracious giving, right? Just lavish, gracious giving to others. And we see that with Abraham, where he goes out of his way to... To feed them generously, to make them feel welcome, to let them wash their feet and stay a while. That very generous, lavish giving. And for some of us, that's pretty easy. We like to give. A lot of you like to give, I know, because you've given to me. But there's this other part of hospitality as well. It's not just generous giving, but we also see in the story generous receiving, don't we? You know, these strangers certainly could have come upon Abraham, Abraham saying, come on in, you know, take your sandals off, relax a while. And they could have said, no, no, we're fine. We have money for a hotel. We'll go on to the city. We don't need anything. But instead, they graciously received Abraham's gift. Now, we're not very good at this in America, are we? Like, how often do you get a compliment and you, you say, oh, no big deal? Uh, what, don't even talk. Don't even think about it. No big deal. Or some of you, I know, will buy you a gift. And then what do you do? You go buy me a gift because you've got to pay me back, right? It's got to be fair. It's got to be even. But what we see in this story is a gracious gift that then is graciously received as these strange men who show up allow Abraham to serve them when they certainly didn't have to do that. Now, what's interesting about this story is that There's this moment where hospitality is turned upside down as well. And we see it in Sarah, where another gracious gift is offered and it is not received very well. You see these messengers of God arrive and they bring a gift of gospel. Good news. And the good news is that Sarah, even though she's older than childbearing age, is going to have a son. And that's really good news to Abraham and Sarah who have prayed for a child for decades. But they offer this hospitable gift to her and what does she do? She laughs. She must have laughed pretty hard, so much so that they named the son Isaac, which means laughter. How would you like to have that name? The name of the one who mocked God. <laughs> but that's the name he was given. And so we have this great hospitable gift that was not received graciously by Sarah. We see both examples in this story. Now I wonder if you might take a moment with me to think about our church family, our church building even, as a big tent, kind of like Abraham's tent. And our doors are flung open wide, maybe like next Saturday. During Western days, Yes, I know it's scandalous, but we are going to open our doors and let people use our bathrooms, okay? And it's going to be okay, I promise. I'll clean the toilets if I have to. But we're going to let people come in our building, not on church day. Scandalous, Eleanor, I know. She did it. She went, (gasps) oh! Some of you were thinking it. You just didn't make the face. That's what we're going to do. So our church is like a big tent, and we're going to fling the doors open next Saturday. But we do it every Sunday, don't we? We have this tent, and we fling the doors open, and we say, please come in. And then the question is, when somebody new comes, what do we do? Do they feel welcome? I think we do a pretty good job. But we should never get complacent, should we? We should never get used to things as they are and assume we're really, really friendly when really we're friendly to each other but not to the stranger who may come in the door. You know, we'll probably always measure life by A.C. Or I'm sorry, B.C. and A.C., right? Before COVID and after COVID. That's just how we're going to think of life now on, from now on. And before COVID, we had this hospitality team. And it was kind of running and going really well. Kendrell did some training for us. And we had this rotation. And then COVID came. And like everything else, it sort of got out of sorts a little bit. And so we're working really hard right now as a church family to bring that hospitality team back in full force. And you might see a couple of people like Dana Israel or Amanda Bailey reach out to you. And they might ask you to come serve. They might say, hey, you have a really nice face. And then what are you supposed to say? Thank you. You got it. Okay. You got the sermon. We're done. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So they might say, you have a really nice face. You smile. Would you come and open a door for me on Sunday mornings once a month? And then you say, sure, why not? (laughs) Okay, good. We're on the same page. I'm happy about this. But we are trying to be a church that is full of that hospitality that speaks from the wisdom of all the scriptures. But really, in order to be passionate about something, you have to know why you're doing it in the first place, right? So why do we practice hospitality in our church. What's the point? Has anybody seen the TV show Ted Lasso? Or will you admit it in church? One child and Becky is barely raising her hand. Okay. (laughs) Yes. It's okay if you haven't. You don't need to have seen it to know I'm going to tell you the story. But Ted Lasso is an American football coach who's called to England to coach, well, English football, which is really world football, which is soccer. So he goes to coach soccer and he starts Working with a team that's been really not functioning well, not led well, but there's this one manager of the team, this man who you're not really sure about at first, but he's actually a very kind manager. And every Christmas, he invites the soccer team to come to his house for Christmas dinner. This might sound strange, but in the world of soccer, soccer players come from all over the world, and so there are players on this team from South America and Africa and Asia and Europe And so this manager says, come to Christmas dinner. And every year, one or two or three show up. And they have dinner with his family. But Ted Lasso has come around, right? So everything's different now. Everybody's posture is different. They're a little more open, a little happier. And so this manager and his wife are making Christmas dinner. And all of a sudden, the doorbell rings. And he goes and checks the door. And there are two soccer players who have brought their favorite food from their country maybe their favorite beverage, and they come in. A couple minutes pass, the doorbell rings again, a couple more soccer players are at the door, and they come in. A few more minutes, another doorbell rings, another group of players. And so at some point, the manager looks at his wife and he says, we're going to need a bigger table. What are we going to do? Now, what would you do? You know what you would do, right? Go find the card table, go find the coffee table, go find the folding chairs in the attic somewhere, bring everything down, start to piece it together. Big table, smaller table, another big table. Make room for all these guests that are coming in. So that by the end, there's this whole giant group of people around this mishmash of tables and chairs sharing a meal together. And if you want to know a perfect picture of heaven that's it. That's it. That's all you need to know about what heaven must be like, about what eternity must be like. Think about the nature of our God. We are strange people who worship one God in three persons. And if you can explain it to me, you can have my job. But it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And in eternity past, before any creation was ever created, God existed in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they sat around the heavenly table, and they played cards, probably didn't gamble, right? (laughs) You got it? They shared a meal together, they perfectly loved one another, they perfectly adored one another, served one another in eternity past, and then the Father had an idea, a crazy idea. Why don't I make more people to come hang out with us at our table? And so the creator created us. And the only reason he created us was to come to the table and feast at the table. But we are who we are. So we got there and we said, oh, I see a cooler table over there. I'm going to go eat over there, God. See ya. And we go over to this other table. Turns out that fruit wasn't so beneficial, wasn't it? Not a good table to eat at. And so we became estranged from God, but God, being God, had another good idea. I'll send my son to invite them back to the table. And so Jesus comes in the flesh, and he comes to invite us to the table. What's one of the last things Jesus does on earth? He hosts a meal. I mean, literally, what we're celebrating, something we've celebrated and remembered for 2,000 years, is a meal. That table that Jesus has invited us all to, that picture of eternity, that picture of heaven. So why do we do hospitality? Because it's literally our only purpose as followers of Jesus Christ to invite other people to our table, to invite other people to God's table. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.